0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. In Jesus' name. Come am... on, lift your hands and pray. There's a, there's a groaning within you your soul crying out to God, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, you, you, may, you may be seated, I, I typically would just go ahead and read my text, but I want to talk to you for a moment, certainly welcome all of those again and you here today. It appears that God has always used the earth to speak to his people. When I read Luke 21 and it says the waves would be roaring, earthquakes in divers places, pestilences, famines. It's a cry made. Wake up. It's the end. This is it. This is it. When you think of Revelation, and certainly I grew up with a fear of that book. Anybody else? Fear of the end time. Please adhere to, I've already started preaching if you're wondering. I've already started the message today. But when you think about it, Pastor Gators is, is in that day, there's going to be the mark of the beast. You can't buy, sell, or trade without it. Old timers from a long time have wondered what that would look like. What would that be like? And when you got to the chip in your card, people called me and said, Could I, you think I even need to use this credit card because there's a chip in the card? And, and all the technology moving toward this, this sign that John the Revelator saw before there was electricity, a plane, a train, an automobile. He said, I saw in the vision. I saw a generation that could not buy, sell, or trade without a mark in their hand or in their forehead, and now it's here. To think that two thousand years later, it's here. That that as you've seen here today. And what is it? What's going on when you hear the chip in the hand? And it's the keys to his car. It, it's. Uh, I mean, you know know, I, I get in my truck. I've got a chip chip in my. Uh, Key fob. I, I can get near my truck and it will unlock when I get near it. It's, it's now in the hand. You can buy, you can sell, you can you, you, your wallet. Is, you see that. What is going on? And he said, when you see these things, know that the end is near. The end is near. And so with that being said in Matthew 25 and verse 1, it says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. If you have your Bible, There's turn there. Matthew 25 and one. Now let's stand for the reading of the word. I'm moved in my soul. I'm moved in my soul. I've never been more stirred than I am now. Can't pray enough. Can't pray enough. Can't pray enough. Can't. Can't, I, I can't stop weeping for nearly a week. I've wept and cried. Oh, I, I felt guilty to apologize because the burden was of the Lord but I'd tell Cindy I couldn't even have a conversation Harley I tried to be a part of singing this song and I couldn't even get through three words without weeping. The heart of God is broken because God's been trying to speak to his people and they're not listening. He's trying to speak to all creation and yet they're more concerned about spending their stimulus checks and planning a vacation cause have they, they, you know they, they've got cabin fever and, and they're not even listening to the cry. Where are we gonna go next, honey? What, what do you want to do next? You know, I gotta get out of this house. Gotta, not even thinking for one moment this could be a sign. He's coming. So caught up in the cares of this life and Working jobs and buying something new, and what are we going to buy? We got a little extra money now, and somebody else worried because they're laid off, and and uh, you, you got a, everybody. But it's a world event; it's affecting the whole earth. When He comes, he, he, Jesus said it's going to be like this: it's going to be like lightning that goes from one end of the sky to the other, just like that, in in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Those that are ready are going to go with Him. The Bible said it'd be like it'd be like the the the. The eagles that gather to the carcass, he said in Matthew 25. What that means is, is they're going to be gathered to where he is. Everything ready is going to gather to him in an instant. Go around the world and take up every saint of God that's ready. The heart's right, they're looking for him, and everybody that's not ready is gonna be left on this earth, and it will be the beginning of sorrows. You've never seen the wrath of God like you will see in the seven years of tribulation instantly when the trumpet sounds and he is going, you know, you've never seen, you've never been so empty, you've never been so lonely. You I'm gonna tell you, you've never understood what it's like to have the presence of God removed from this earth and you need to be left without any peace, any joy, any connection. And before you turn on that ungodly TV, before you turn on that ungodly music, before you turn on that ungodly stuff, you better make sure, is this gonna stain my garment am I gonna be able to be right with God? Come on, before you turn ungodly things on in your world, unholy relationships, unholy things, pushing off tomorrow what you could do today and, and you look at it, and he said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They were pure, but they were not prepared. They were churchgoers, but they were not, did not have their lamps full. But the wise took oil on their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried. Cindy, that's where we are. We are at the tarrying. It's time. Every every millennium something happens, or every every two thousand years a, a, a catastrophic some type of event happens, like the flood and the coming of the Lord back when it, Virgin Mary. Something monumental happens, and here we are. And people don't care. People, aren't, I mean, it, it, we're 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 here. I couldn't be more serious, and I'm going to preach strong, and I'm going to preach intense today, and I don't apologize for it. But he said he said, and while the bridegroom. T- and of the Lord, they all slumbered and they slept. They were just weary. They weren't really moved about the moment. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And it says then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered saying not so lest there be not enough for us and you but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. You weren't prepared. You're gonna have to go prepared while they were away preparing and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready, went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. The door was shut, and he could not open it any longer. Verse 13, he says to us, Watch therefore, for For you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. I come to preach to you today on simply the cry at midnight. The cry at midnight. Would you lift your hands and say, God, please do not let me be numb to what is going on right now. Oh Lord, please do not let me be numb to what is going on. Oh God! There's a cry me. There's a cry me. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, you may be seated. The story is told of two boys. The mother looked out in the yard. She saw something quite peculiar. When she looked out on their yard, her two sons were playing in the front yard and one of them had cut his hand on the fence and blood was spewing out of his hand. So the boys were laughing and playing while the blood was spewing out of the boy. And uh, she rushed him to the hospital and he was laughing. He was playing in the blood and uh, took him to the hospital and had him tested because he had zero pain. When they tested him, they found out that he had been born with a disease, both boys, as a matter of fact, that had the inability to feel pain. Both boys could lay their hands on the stove and it not faze them. Tragic things that would cause us to scream and respond, they could not respond to because the disease in that day in them was numbness. I want to preach to you that when they asked Jesus and they said, what shall the sign be of the end in Matthew 24? And uh, uh, what shall the end be in Matthew 24? In Luke 21, the same thing. What will be the sign of the end? I think we all ask that question. Uh, am I right about that? I think anybody with any God, godliness about him or in any God consciousness or understand the end time, and, you know, some would mock and scoff. I don't care about them anymore. You know, they just, just say, oh, the doomsdayers or whatever. I'm gonna tell you, I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm a Jesus dayer. I mean, he's coming, he's coming. He, He's coming, I'm telling you, he's coming. The Bible says this earth will be burnt with a molten heat. That's right, he's coming back in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and obey not the gospel, let God be true, and every man a liar. And I come to preach to you, I think people say, you know, when will the end be? And this is what he said both times. He said, be not deceived. The atmosphere of the end time will be deception, deception. Deceived into what? The Bible says in the latter times, which is now, brother Glover, in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Probably the worst thing that ever entered the church of Jesus Christ was Hollywood. Atheists and agnostics and haters of God. Not all of them. I'm not I'm not grouping them all together, but I'm gonna say that that immoral. You look at their lives and, and uh, you, you can you can you you can see the magazines and the cosmopolitan and all of these famous people and you can read about their lives and all their love affairs and how they can't stay married hardly at all and, and the things they do and the the relationships they live, but yet we let them in their house in the name of entertainment. They get up and make statements. Well, well, I'm not going to get married until everybody can get married. Talking about uh, marriage for uh, immoral and and same sex marriage and things of that nature. It ought to bother you when when the Supreme Court can say it's okay for uh, same sex marriage. And it, it ought to bother us. And it ought to challenge us because the Bible says it's between Adam and Eve, and it's between a man and a woman. And you know, I, Pastor, I can't even believe you're talking about it on a Sunday. Why not? It's in the Bible. It's sin. The Bible says men would be lovers of their own selves. come on, if I was sin, I'd hope somebody would tell me what sin was. We live in a day, come on, we live in a day, we live in a day where, where they justify premarital sex, we live in a day where they justify all these uh, horrific Things that they do. We live in a day that they justify everything. Somebody does wrong. Well, they didn't know us. How they're upbringing? And I just want you to know that sin is sin, no matter who it's in. It sins in the politician. It sins in the preacher. It sins in the saint. It's sin, and they're they're going to be lost because of it. I come to preach to you. There's got to get somebody that says, "Give me the old path. Where's the good way? Take me back to righteousness and peace. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with the Lord." I come to preach to you. Are you ready? For he's coming after a church without spot or without wrinkle. How do we get deceived? How do we get to where we are? People believe the news more than they do God. Find out it was a lie, but, but they believe, they, they they digest everything. And I've been so stirred to my core. How in the world can godly people become godless? How in the world can righteous people become unrighteous? How in the world are the people I've pastored that have laid in these altars weeping and crying had to call the preacher no longer living for God? I'm gonna tell you why. Because they let the atheist in their home. They let the agnostic in their life. They let the immoral come in their home through entertainment they let people entertain their babies that hated god hold on listen to me for a minute they oh it's just a kids movie and what starts out in innocence and i'm 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 gonna bring balance to this you hang on for a minute but they 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 let shows in their home You know, there was no no bad scenes in it, but the people that were entertaining their kids were living unbelievable, immoral, ungodly, hating God lives and we wonder why our kids are confused and they don't wanna live for God. I'm gonna tell you why, because they've had more time with immoral people through entertainment than they have godly people in the word of God and the house of God. Kids will conform. We conform to who we are around. And I come to preach to you something I've never said from this pulpit. It's not just what you watch, it's who you watch that will impact your walk with God. It's who you let talk into your life. It, you better be careful. We become desensitized. Oh, there's a cry made. Listen, I'm going to prove it to you. COVID 19 is real, COVID 19 is an epidemic. It's a pandemic. It's a pestilence. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands have died from it. Thousands upon thousands. I've had friends, people that I knew, family members in this church, one family member in this church had a 39-year-old family member who just died this week from COVID-19. We are practicing social distancing. We're being as safe as we can. We're trying to do what's right and listen to this preacher. But to get up and say, well, you know, I just don't, it shut the whole world down in seven weeks. He said, in that day, what's gonna be a sign of the end? He said, earthquakes in diverse places. He said, pestilence and famines. Who'd ever thought we would see in our day? And they say, I know it sounds biblical, but we are hit with two plagues in Africa, COVID-19 and locusts. Somebody told me today they are estimating in the next two years, potentially 40 million will die in Africa. eating more food in one day than all of New York and all of California combined. But we're like the boy in the front yard. We're numb. I'm gonna tell you why we're numb. Luke says it this way. He said, records what Jesus said. Oh God, let me preach to you. And in Luke 21, what shall the end be? He said, be not deceived. Be not deceived. Come on, I don't want, hollywood people being my kids heroes i don't want somebody to just shoot a good basketball throw good football that that's who my kids want to be like no i want my kids to be like jesus i want my children to want to be holy i want them to be righteous i'm not telling you they can't have fun they can't ever have some level of entertainment but we were to be careful who our children's heroes are want to be like these people that are godless, hate God, speak against God, talk against God. Well, it's just its just a show. Become desensitized! Two Sundays ago, two Sundays ago, I, I walked into Sister Tackett's brother Tackett's house and I love having them in town because I enjoy Sunday dinners with them now. And uh, we typically, you know, I pastored at least two or three churches for, for 10 years and as of last August, I'm no longer pastoring more than one church, just an overseer of our pastors. And so I, I'm enjoying some Sunday afternoon. Here, here, the, here the food showed up in my message again. I don't know how that happens every Sunday. But, and, uh, but last, two Sundays ago, Sister Tackett, I walked into their house and, and uh, she had put the green beans on and had come to the 8.30 service and, and uh, when she got back, she forgot she had left the green beans on. Well, when I walked in the house, I could smell that she had scorched the green beans. And uh, I walked in, I said, my, my, who's smoking in here? And I was teasing, but you could smell the, the stink. You know, there's one thing to burn green beans. It's another thing to scorch green beans. And uh, it's it some kind of stunk in that house. And uh, when I walked in there, I'm like, man. Wow! There was no smoke present, just the leftover. The event was over, but the stigma was there. The movie was over, but the website was turned off, but the phone conversation's over, but they already went home, but I walked in there. It's amazing. Only maybe at the most 10 minutes I forgot about the smell. Chris, I couldn't smell anymore. But Tyler, I got used to it. I forgot, I forgot that it stunk in there until I went out to the car maybe an hour later. When I went out the car to get something out of the car, when I walked back in, coach, when I walked back in there, I said, whoa, it stinks in here. What was the problem? The atmosphere hadn't changed. I just got used to it. And what the devil understands, if I could just get in their home through entertainment, if I could put the whoremonger in the house, if I could put the atheist in the home, if I could put the ungodly speaking to their kids for years upon years in the house, if I could get those that believe what they speak Spirit of the antichrist believe I can change a Christian home to become numb to what God is doing and become culturally accepted to what the spirit of the antichrist is doing and you better be careful because you will, you will be caught unawares you'll start thinking like the devil you'll start believing what the devil believes you'll start wanting what the devil wants you to want I'm going to tell you why all because you let it in your house but as for me and my house we're going to serve God as for me and my house You say, preacher, you sound out of it. I'm going to tell you what I am. I have been alone with God. And the Lord showed me it's not just what they watch. It's who they watch. Look at those Disney characters that started out with innocent, no cussing, no immoral scenes, no bad things on it, and look what they became. And our kids had their posters hung on their walls. Our kids wanted to dress like them. And as soon as they got out of the innocent setting of, of, of child family viewing videos, look what they do on stage. Look what they're doing now. And I'm gonna tell you, the show was innocent. The action was innocent. But the intent was wicked. And we've gotta get... You say, Pastor, what are you telling us to do? You say, we can't ever watch entertainment again? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I think you need to step out of the house for a minute, get away from the stench of green beans and get yourself refreshed. Turn it off for a while so you can walk back in and say, you know what? I shouldn't let that in my house. I don't want to be desensitized. I don't want to fall away being seduced. That's why I don't go to movie theaters because it smells like burnt green beans. that's why we do fast in the beginning of the year but Jones you remember the media fast we talked about you and I talked about it and so many of us talked about it people saying it changed my life it, it impacted me why because you step out of the house that has the scorched smell of antichrist let me tell you let me tell you what entertainment's gonna do for us it's gonna desensitize you so you will vote the antichrist in when he shows up well he's a good man feeling good about evil. Oh, I think, I think he's okay. He'll become a world leader. People will look at him as God. How can they accept Satan incarnate, the son of perdition, who will be led by Satan, who will even do some signs, wonders, and miracles, the Bible tells us. And how will they accept him? Because they've allowed him in the house. My daddy, my daddy had a man one time. Uh, there was a man that, that came to preach uh, in, in, a, in a meeting. Man, I can't believe I'm telling this from, from here, but I'm gonna tell it. Man, Man came to preach. My dad looked at that man. He said, he said, oh God have mercy. He said, why is it every time you come, a lot of the homosexuals from community come in here when you're here. He said, oh no, 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 no. Let me just tell this. Pause that for a minute. I'm coming back. Pause that for a minute. I'm gonna speak to this congregation. To entertain us all the time. And I come to tell you, there's got to get something that gets in our spirit that said, I do not want to be deceived. I do not want to accept the things that are not like God. Come on, I'm preaching to you. We got to get back to old time conviction, old time holiness, old time righteousness, old time purity. If I'm going to be saved, somebody say, Amen. amen. God have mercy. Somebody shout, God have mercy. God have mercy. My, feel the Lord. I want you to lift your hands and say, God don't let me be deceived. Be deceived. Hallelujah. 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 I was praying. I was praying back in the fall. Preacher showed up. I was praying back in the fall and the preacher showed up. I was praying the day before. One of my prayers. Ron, you're one of my closest friends. I was praying somewhere right in here. I said, God, whatever you do. I was walking right here, actually. I remember the prayer specifically. I said, Don't let me be deceived. Don't let me be deceived. Don't let me be deceived. The next day, James Hughes was here. He said, You know what the old timers always prayed? Don't let me be deceived. Don't let me be deceived. Now no one's praying. It used to be when I was growing up, people had personal convictions. There was things that they wouldn't do, even if it wasn't preached. They, they felt like God gave them conviction; they wouldn't touch this. There was a fear of, of of touching the ungodly thing because the Bible says, "Come out, you know, touch not the unclean thing. Then I will receive you." And people think, "Well, I've got faith; I'm going to make it." Remember, they were pure, but they weren't prepared. The foolish—they—they—they they, they did not make it. Let me just rear back and preach what I feel right now. You got to understand that this fear of being deceived this fear of being lost the fear of God he's going to baptize us with that right now but he's waiting on some of you to get right with him you are numb you become numb and I'm asking I've told my kids I said for a period of time we're not going to let one voice in this house that's not saved entertain us speak into our life what are you doing? What are you doing? You said you'll never watch a, a cartoon again. You never, and I'm not saying that. Before a period of time, I'm going to step out and go to the car and get some fresh air and make sure my house doesn't smell like the devil. Smell like the spirit of the age. Are y'all hearing this preacher preach? Somewhere. Oh, but I've got family that live that way. I've got people. It doesn't matter how they live. You've got to work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Quit, quit determining what you believe by people that are not right with God. And he said, honey, he made a statement. He said, he said, there are five wise and five foolish. He said, at midnight, he said, the cry came. A cry came. The bridegroom cometh. They were all slumbering. They were all sleeping. Just like Jesus' disciples at the most critical hour. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane praying and the church was asleep. I come to wake you up today. I come to shake you the best I can. I wish you could feel the flames for a little bit and hear the trumpet sound for a little while and understand that if God came today, you, are you ready? You don't have a if the trumpet sounds, there's no chance tomorrow. If God comes tonight, you don't have another opportunity to repent. You keep putting off and putting off and putting off. COVID, I'm gonna tell you one of the distractions at midnight. Is as soon as God starts convicting us, we turn on Facebook. As soon as God starts moving us to prayer, we turn on social media, we turn on a movie, you get on Netflix, you turn on something else, and you put Push conviction away, yeah. old time old time services and they'd have services and we talked about people falling off sawdust floors and, and the old brush harbors they'd fall off and, and, and the old time services and what made the church what it is today when they'd have old time conviction they go home they would all go to their rooms and pray and seek God and meditate on what God was dealing with but not now we go down and we eat Taco Bell and we we get a cup of coffee and we, we, we get some pizza and we go have some socialization we go talk about what somebody's doing we go talk about what we're going to do tomorrow and we push off I wish there would be a level of conviction We couldn't get away from that we go home and say, I want to be right with God. I don't want to be. Come on. I do not want to miss it. I do not want to miss it. Somebody shout. I don't want to miss it. And there's a cry at midnight and the cry has never been more loud or more consistent than what it is now. It's like a woman going into labor. I said earlier, yeah, there's always been earthquakes. There's always been hurt. Uh, there's always been diseases, there's always been this, but it's like a woman in labor the closer she gets to having the baby the more intense and more often those contractions are, and the earth is groaning and every time you hear an earthquake, about an earthquake, it's like this, the bridegroom cometh, every time you hear about the chip going in the hand, the bridegroom cometh, every time you hear about a cyclone, the bridegroom cometh every time you begin to see these signs the pet COVID-19 every time you see Jews or Israel in the news, it's a crowd being made from the Lord that said the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him if you haven't repented you better repent because the door is going to shut if you got something you're planning on doing for God you better do it now if you haven't been baptized you better go get baptized because there will be a day it will not work it will not be effective the bridegroom cometh lift your hands I want everybody right now lift your hands In the name of the Lord Jesus, the bridegroom cometh. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to reach out. God, don't let me be lost. Don't let me be lost. Come on, you're dating that guy. You're dating that girl that you know that's not the will of God. You've got that friend that you know God told you to stay away from. Listen, it's numbing the ear. You're gonna be lost. You're gonna be lost when he comes. The bridegroom cometh. Listen to this preacher. I'll be like Paul Revere running through on my horse, running through. The British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. History says he could possibly save America. The British are coming. I feel like that preacher. The bridegroom's coming. The bridegroom's coming. The bridegroom's, who's he coming for? He's coming after the ones that are waiting and looking for his return. He said, watch therefore. Be seated. In Luke 21, he says in verse 25, follow me if you can. My, 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 my! I'm telling you, the church shouldn't be accepting what it's accepting. Look at your neighbor and say, "Do not become numb in this end time." You know what my dad taught me? He said, "He said the problem's not sinning; we've all sinned." He said, "The problem is when you start feeling good about it. It doesn't bother you anymore. You can sin." I've had people over the years look at me. They said, you know "Your preaching used to affect me." That's a scary place to be when the pricking of the heart can no longer happen because the callousing of the heart has already happened. Over the years, I've had them tell me that. I can't feel God anymore. Used to preach. When you'd preach, I'd cry, quiver, shake. I want to repent, but now you can preach and it doesn't faze me. Calloused, numbed, and not responding verse 25 and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon just a few years ago the blood moon oh it phased in and out hardly anybody talked about it just a little bit did you know the blood how many remember the four blood moons yes. signs in the moon they all landed on Jewish holidays well you know I, people say well I think that's a coincidence yeah I, I really don't think that's anything I just think you're trying to scare us I am guilty as charged I wish I could bring a fear of the coming of the Lord when I grew up you thought thought if I don't go to the altar tonight I might be lost I don't respond now now people can walk walk right out of the church and feel God and do a little drugs and do a little sex and they're okay I'll go back to church Sunday we'll just repent again Sunday night you're going to be lost well I'll just go find me a church where you don't make me feel so bad doors open I didn't come to please people. God didn't call me to please people. The Bible said, if I seek to please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. He said, I tell you again, that those they will they will they will depart from it, giving cares to this life. Drunkenness and rivalings and such like. He said, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. I come to tell you, I'm gonna stand before God and give account for what I preach. And God forbid I stand between you and eternity and not tell you what He told me to tell you. I'm gonna tell you what He told me. I've never preached mean one day in my life, but I will preach passionately. Don't you put off what God's called you to do now. Watch what he said two days ago, two days ago. And just, 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 just hold on to Luke. My, 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 my. i a cool preacher. I'm not. Amos, Amos, in the book of Amos two days ago. I was, I was dealt with by the Lord to read the book of Amos and uh, God have mercy and uh, three confirmations to read the book of Amos I jumped in the book of Amos and I really believe I believe something else is going to hit America to get our attention because it just hasn't happened it just hasn't happened I've been on my face I'm grieving I'm groaning I used to pray for the Lord to hold off His coming. I'm not anymore. I, I'm sorry, but I, I know there's people that I hadn't got saved. I've, I've tried to reach so many people over the years, and they just ignore me. But I, I, I feel that revelation, that end time. He said, "Even come, so even come, Lord Jesus." That's how I am. Sandy, that's the way I feel. You know how I feel. I feel like I feel like yesterday. I've been asking God. You guys are intimidating me it's not always comfortable to preach this way but I don't preach what I feel I've wept for days days and days and days on my face before God I felt like yesterday I didn't understand it but I'm standing at the door of the church and I'm standing by the door Sorry, came up and I was crying he said we're going to have a good church tomorrow dad and I said yeah buddy I hope so I stand at the door and I'm, I've been praying God why am I crying so much felt like God just showed me a picture at 30 minutes of, he'll wipe away the tear of the eye beginning of eternity 30 minutes he's going to wipe away the tear of the eye and all of those that know their family members are lost he's going to wipe the memory of their family member that didn't make it out so they can enjoy heaven for 30 minutes it's going to be silence knowing there's a separation between you and those you love that decided not to live for God and I felt like the Lord was standing at the door I don't want to shut it I don't want to shut it. But at some point, I have to shut it. And weeping over everybody that felt like Calvary wasn't good enough. What he did at Calvary wasn't good enough for you. With nails and thorns and lashing of his back. You'd rather choose the world over him just like Barabbas was chosen over him. Weeping! Like Demas that forsook Paul loving the present world. They loved the world more than they loved him. And he has to make a decision. One day, he's going to shut the door. Thursday night prayer. Prayer Prayer's been so powerful. Two-hour prayer meetings. Hard to imagine that. It seemed like 20 minutes. You were there. Then end, there's just 30, 20 to 30 minutes of silence. Nobody wants to leave. Not one person leaves, but in the presence of God. I think God's letting us feel what he's feeling. I really do. And the weeping that's going on is because he's getting ready to shut the door. And no one at that moment that's not in will be allowed in. It's over. Eternity has, it has begun. And the Bible says that when that trumpet sounds, that the beginning of sorrows will be, the beginning of sorrow and tribulation, seven years of tribulation, the wrath of God's gonna be poured out on this earth. The Bible says they will, they will be smitten and sting and, and, and the, the, the plagues that were in Egypt will be poured out on the earth. That's what it says. Everything you're seeing right now is not tribulation. It's just a sign of what will be. But it's intensifying. But as soon as a trumpet sounds, when that horn sounds... church is going to go like a lightning going to take everybody that's looking for him and ready and waiting not everybody, not the people justifying the sin of their life I read in the book of Amos I'm coming to a close he said I withheld the meat and the bread from you but yet you didn't return to me he said I withheld the rain from you and you didn't return and you didn't return to me he said, I have smitten you with blasted mildews and your vineyards did not produce and you didn't return to me. He said, I sent a pestilence and you didn't return. He said, I brought judgment upon your sons and you didn't return. He said, I've overthrown some of you like Sodom and Gomorrah, but you didn't return. The word in the Old Testament, return is the word repent in the New Testament. He said, I've done everything. Every time you hear an earthquake, he's coming. The bridegroom's coming. And yet we put off tomorrow. It's not the it's not an accident that one of you are in this room right now. God has sent me to stand between you and the trumpet sounding, which could happen any moment, and he sent me to tell you to repent. Just repent. He doesn't want you to be lost no more than I want you to be lost. He, he doesn't want you to be lost. He just waited on you to say, God, I'm a sinner. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be lost with the atheists and those that despise you. Come on, I don't care how many services you've been in. You don't want to be lost. And he's calling you to repent. He's calling you, all want every head bowed and every eye closed, repent. Oh, God, come on. I've asked God to soften your heart. Hear the call of repentance. Come on, but don't be like the two boys in the front yard. They can't feel the touching they can't feel the call of God. Come on, everybody in the room, if you're going to reach your family, you better reach them now. If you're going to lead somebody to God, you better lead them to the Lord now. Come on. Last time you wept over your lost family members. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to baptize his body with conviction. You got to repent of your sins, sir. You got to repent of your sins, ma'am. I don't want to be caught sleeping. I don't want to be caught slumbering. I don't want to be caught with an empty lamp. The bridegroom cometh. The bridegroom cometh. The bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Come on, the Lord's calling. There's a groaning happening within you. That's your spirit calling out to be right with God. That's the earth calling out saying, I want it to be cleansed. I'm tired of the filth and the sin. Let's all stand. That's God. Luke 21, I I wept and cried an entire day over this verse. Lord, why why aren't people stirred? Why aren't people stirred? He gave me Luke twenty-one, twenty-five. He said, there should be signs of the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth the stress of nations with perplexity. The sea and waves are roaring. Watch the fig tree, he said. That's Israel. I mean, no, Israel's always in the news. Watch the fig tree. It says, for this generation will not pass away. This generation for the coming of the Lord we're at 72 years and generations between 70 and 80 years I do believe the Lord is coming very soon if you believe it say amen Amen. (laughs) and take heed verse 34 I want you to read this I want you to highlight it in your Bibles he said to the church and take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting I've read the Bible through and through over the years, but I never heard the word overcharged or surfing. Never stuck out to me. It sticks out now. Overcharged. What's surfeiting? It means excess of anything. Excess. Got to have another vacation. You know, I got to eat a meal before the meal and after the meal. And I, I, I've got to add on to my house. And I just renovated my basement. I'm guilty here. I'm not saying you can't prepare. You know, you got to live for God like He's coming. Tomorrow, but you got to prepare like he's not coming for your lifetime. I'm not telling you go pull your retirement out. I'm not telling you not to cut your grass and do things. Just go stand on the top of the house and wait. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying that there's a balance with this. But he said, he said, be careful, be careful, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares, so caught up with the cares of this life. No thought about the coming of the Lord. I grew up, Cindy, every service they sang about heaven, the old hymnals. Boy, my generation, they stopped singing about eternity. Just started singing some seven words, 11 times. Not talking about eternity. The tune was good, the beat was good. You know what I'm talking about. I hear the old timer saying, Take this whole world but give me Jesus. Take this whole world but give me Jesus. Take this whole world but give me Jesus. I won't turn back I won't turn back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. When I pray over you and everyone look at me, he's not coming in the next few seconds because the Lord said he's gonna open a window to you to repent. All you have to do is come and get it right with God and you're gonna be ready. You got a baptismal pool ready? God can fill you with his spirit. And I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't wait another day. I wouldn't wait till Wednesday. I wouldn't wait to think you're going to talk about with a friend that's not saved. I'd say, as for me and my house, I'm going to go live for God. When I go ahead, lift your hands, lift your heart. I'm going to pray over you. The Lord's going to open a window, an opportunity for you to get right with him. Don't shut the door. Lord, in Jesus' name, I preach what I felt you told me to preach. I have poured my heart out as you've poured into me for the last six days. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be numb. And I don't want to be lost. I pray, oh God, that right now you would grant repentance the life. That you would make them aware of your return. That they would begin to feel the call. Oh, Jesus. Come on, come on, that's it. Why don't you make your way to the altar and say, I want to be right with God today. Come on, I don't care how long you've been out of church and this might be your first service, but I don't want to be lost. Come on, you don't want to step into eternity, not know God. The bridegroom cometh. COVID-19 was another cry. The earthquakes just a few days ago was another cry. The locust was a cry. The bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Come on, there's no time after he comes. (laughs) I wonder who today is. I'm breaking away from family traditions and I'm going to get right with God.